something sexy. That's L-I-Q-U-O-R. Don't get it twisted. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Kitty Liquor. That's L-I-Q-U-O-R. Don't get it twisted. I am Cat Wonders, your host. <laughs> Sounds so stupid to say that. And this is episode 64. If you just noticed me going like this and um, this strange little bandage I have on my pinky nail, I ripped my entire pinky nail off. Now, I'm not talking like lifted. I'm talking ripped it completely backwards and it's hanging on by a little thread at the back. <laughs> thankfully <laughs> so okay it sounds really dramatic but really it happened over a series of three different injuries so the first time if you have gel nails I'm assuming most of you don't but if you do they're they are my natural nail they're they're built on top of my natural nails so it's kind of like creates a nice little shield for my nails and they look nice and you don't have to worry about them as much and my natural nails are very 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 paper thin like bible paper thin to the point where i could not even think about pulling the drain out of the tub without my nails bending backwards they would also split and all these other things there are some downsides to having gel nails but the benefits way outweigh the cons when it comes to gel nails for me so the odd time though um they will break and pop off uh, but for some reason, <laughs> this little pinky um, wanted to stay on real bad. So the first time uh, I stressed it by like, probably I can't even remember specifically, but but lifting something and then it fell out of my hands and then just kind of caught my nail and pulled it back. Bled a little tiny bit, but I've done this before, not a big deal. So it healed and then I went back, I went back, I, I did it again. Um, how specifically, I don't remember. Uh, bent back. Oh, I do remember. It was the dryer. <laughs> so you know the dryer um, where it collects all the fluff and you have to clean it out every time? You know, the lint drawer? <laughs> anyway, I uh, there's little slats in it and my nail got caught in it as I was bending, like I was putting my hand in and then it caught and it went... <sighs> anyway, second time. Blood a little bit, thought it ripped off that time. It didn't. I was like, okay. Hanging on for dear life, this nail by about a quarter inch of flesh, the back. And, you know, I don't have big nail, like nail beds. So I'd say about like this much here was just hanging on. This morning, I'm rolling over in bed and I go to grab a pillow and I freaking feel my nail just completely lift off, like pop off. Didn't hear tearing or feel tearing. I just, it just went bloop. And then the excruciating pain uh, started to set in. Long story short, it's attached to the very back by a millimeter of skin, an eighth of a millimeter. <laughs> so I flopped it back down. I used some sea salt spray. It's kind of like a little antiseptic spray just to kind of clean out any thing that might've gotten underneath. And I've pressed it back down with a series of different bandages. Now I want it to breathe because the end of the nail is where all the stuff is coming out. And I've never ripped off a nail, you guys, but you want to know what's funny? Both of my big toenails are completely coming off. And this is old news. <laughs> I never shared it because it's disgusting. But since I've already got this guy explained how disgusting and horrible this is, I might as well tell you about my big toenails. And they're on there still. They're still attached by 
a quarter inch on the sides. Um, I went for a side-by-side ride and apparently I was hanging on too tight and pushing my feet up against the back, against the floorboard of the side-by-side. Um, and I guess I was doing that for way too hard for way too long. <laughs> so both of my toenails turn black and, uh, they're slowly growing out. Like they haven't come off. Same with this one. I'm, I refuse to lose this, but anyway, that's what's going on. Um, and if you don't believe things happen in threes, well, this is proof. <laughs> I've never lost a fingernail in my life. Now I've got two big toenails that are just hanging on <laughs> Mickey. It's funny how debilitating actually it is. Um, I bought these little like finger condoms. They're like a little latex pinky or like they're a latex finger, but they roll on really funny like a little condom. But I only want to wear it when I'm doing like dishes or cooking or showering. Showering? It's going to be tough to not get this little guy bonked because every time I hit it on something, touch something, it's like it's like electrifying pain. Any recommendations or anything that you could suggest that will make my life a little easier for the next apparently six months before my nail grows back out? We'll figure it out. But I think because I had a couple previous injuries, there's a bit of a dry patch, like not fresh injury that I can likely glue my nail back down with some nail glue. I've got some like non-toxic nail glue, which probably means it's shittier than the toxic shit. And I should probably just use the toxic stuff just to keep my nail on. But I'm like... All these things I have coming up, I cannot have a little... I mean, I've got short pinkies anyway, okay? <laughs> I have a little dwarf pinky, and if the nail is gone, it's just going to be a disaster. So it's okay. I have high spirits. I understand that this um, injury is very minor in the grand scheme of things, and I'm just appreciative for everything else going on that's going well. I've got some stories where things have not been going so well recently, but we'll get into that after I have a drink. <laughs> All right, I'm wearing red lipstick too. And typically I don't have a problem getting lipstick on my teeth unless I'm doing like a ton of talking or like lots of like random laughing slash eating. So if I got lipstick on my teeth, I don't have a mirror close to me right now. Actually, I can do the reverse camera on my phone and I'm tilting my... I Okay, so also my hair is straight as a board. It's really, really hot right now. I was just going to wear my hair down. I'll show... doesn't matter. I just threw it up in a ponytail. But... Uh, this is a look. I, I like it. It's a look. Straight hair. Wonderful, especially with red lips, but it's too hot. So I'm just going to whip my hair back up here and hopefully not have, I don't have like deodorant chunks in my armpits. Ow, just knocked my pinky. That's all right. How does this look? The same as before? Perfect. Also, <laughs> this is the tank top I've been wearing all day and my shorts match my earrings. So I kind of coordinated a little something. Um, it's funny because when I wear red lips, I like to wear a dark color. Just maybe mutes, mutes things a little bit. I don't know. I can wear red lips with white too or a brighter color, but typically it's like a navy or a black. So today, ow, we're going to get into a concoctail that I, I went online and I typed in summer cocktails. I found a strawberry champagne. I am not having sugar, <laughs> so I settled for some blueberry juice and a champagne that I've never tried before, but I'm intrigued. This is the Cinzano Prosecco. Um, this is from... <laughs> I should probably look at the back of the label. <laughs> There's writing all over this thing, okay? Don't, don't judge me product of Italy. So it's an Italian Prosecco. That's a good sign. Um, I just like the look of the bottle. I'm a bottle whore, you guys. I see a bottle 
and I get sucked in by marketing so easily. Something that looks a little different or something that's done really well in my view. I mean, this is not anything crazy, but it does look like it looks expensive. Am I wrong? Um, okay, so this is a Glera grape-based sparkling wine with intense floral aromas and hints of apple. Pleasantly crisp, lively, and a balanced taste. Serve chilled. This has been sitting on my desk for half an hour. And I tend to open my champagnes for this podcast when they're a little too warm. <laughs> uh, I do have a tea towel there in case I have a problem. I should probably get it close close by. Have you ever taken the cage off of champagne bottle and the cork pops? Like this is the only thing holding it in? I have one time. All right, here we go. Ooh, it's loaded. Woo! we're good. We're good. No spillage. Uh, okay. So I'm just going to, it's a very, very simple recipe. Excuse me to spit in your face. Um, blueberry juice on the bottom and then some champagne. So it's kind of like a blueberry mimosa maybe. Um, also another thing is these diet 10 calories per whatever. Um, they're actually really good. They don't taste diet at all. They taste like the original, but Hey, it's tastes different for everyone. All right, here we go. Should I taste this without? Yes. Ew. <laughs> this is not very good. So this, I'm doing the right thing. I'm making the right move here. Um, I think when you're making a mimosa or any type of mixed cocktail with champagne, this is a lot of champagne. Don't use the expensive stuff because you're not even you're not enjoying the champagne for what it is. You're masking it. It's like putting ketchup on steak. I mean, some of you I know do that, but it's just a little metaphor for what I'm talking about. All right. My blueberry champagne, my blueberry mimosa. That is excellent. Mm, it really is. And you could pop a couple blueberries in there. That's really dumb. I do have blueberries in my fridge. They're a little wrinkly because they've been in there for a little while, but they still look pretty. Okay. So this podcast uh, specifically, episode 64, is going to be very unstructured. Far less structured, I should say, <laughs> than my usual podcasts. Um, last week's podcast, I scheduled a post to go up on YouTube before I left on my little vacation um, that there would be no podcast this week or last week. It didn't go through. <laughs> I just kind of like sometimes I'll schedule things and then just go on and do my thing because I've never really had an issue with it not happening. So I don't know what happened, but it was like a couple days after the podcast should have gone live that I realized that I didn't actually warn you guys that there wouldn't be a podcast last week. So I was like, it's too late. <laughs> it's two days after the podcast. I'll just explain it in the next one. Um, so that's what happened. So I apologize for those of you that were side blinded by no Friday podcast last week. So essentially, um, I've taken a bit of, or I took a bit of time off. My sister came up. We kind of like scheduled out some fun things to do. She'll come up every summer and I go down there every summer. And so we kind of like, you know, have our usual thing that we do. One of the things that we like to do is go to Kelowna. Kelowna is the funnest place in the summertime. I have a jet boat. Okay. <laughs> and jet boats, you rip up river in. So if you've never been in a jet boat, it's not like a speed boat or any regular type of boat. Jet boats are, um, so they have a jet engine in them. <laughs> I know these sound, sound like 
<laughs> extremely fast. But anyway, they it's not an outboard motor. It's it's um, flush with the bottom of the boat. So essentially with jet boats, you can go upriver and you only need this much water. As long as you're going fast enough, you can go in this much water. Um, so my sister had never been in one and um, we planned out a whole trip. And where we were going originally was about an hour and a half away, like a drive. And then we'd go jet boating all day and then come back home. But got a hold of a friend who is also a jet boater and has been jet boating for a very long time. So he says, come with, come with me. We'll go, we'll take you up this new river and you've never been on and, and it'll be fun. So going jet boating is a lot more fun with multiple jet boats. The last time that I went, there was six jet boats and many jet boats. I don't know. So you can do research. <laughs> many jet boats are really, really hilarious, by the way. I really feel like I've got lipstick on my teeth at this point. Nope. It's just me. Just me being paranoid. Um, anyway, so so we changed plans where we were originally going to go. So we go meet this guy and um, owns a ranch and we can actually access the river from his place. And he's got his massive jet boat. Like, I shouldn't say massive, but beautiful, brand new looking, large blue jet boat. And uh, so I'm like, oh, sweet. Because last time I had seen him, he was in his mini and uh, I didn't realize he had two. So I just thought, well, because there's a few of us, it'd be fun to kind of split up and go on each other's boats and whatever. So we're in the water. We have to drive places we shouldn't drive to get to this, <laughs> to get to the launch. We finally get boats in the water and we are ripping upriver. And it's so beautiful. There are bald eagles flying around everywhere. Absolutely beautiful. And um, we're having a great time. So we wind up going pretty much as far as we were going to go. And uh, my sister decides that she wants to go try out his boat, like go on his boat. So we, I was like, okay, fine, no problem. Like I'm just sticking to mine. You go ahead. And <laughs> we're, we're ripping down and having a good time and going down river is sometimes more sketchy than going up river just because you have to maintain a certain speed to stay above the rocks especially when the water is this deep so the more speed you have the more on plane you are and the higher you are and farther away from the rocks you are so anyway uh we're heading down river and they're a good like city block ahead of us and i see a lot of kind of like white water splash like they had gone through a big chunk of like class four water is what it looked like, like just big splashes. I was like, oh, they really hit that wave. And then I see, but I thought I saw like maybe someone fall or an arm or a leg. And I was like, oh shit. Well, and then I just thought, oh, it's in my own head. It was too far away to really see, but I just kind of had this feeling. So then we get a little closer. I see their boat launch off onto the shore, like 15 feet onto the rocks, onto the shore. And I was like, uh-oh, that's not good. Because when you're in a jet boat, those things are like 3,000 pounds. You're not going to get that back in the water. Okay, so I knew something was wrong. That should not have happened. My first concern was like my sister. And I just had this feeling that she wiped out. And what had happened was this guy who has not, was not having any alcohol, was a very experienced in a brand new double jet boat, hit a rock as my sister's on the back because the way that these jet boats are structured is there's a lot of standing involved when you're going upriver, especially you want to see what's going on and there's lots of handles for hanging on so most of the time if you're jet boating you're going to be standing you want to see um and it's quite stable so it's not like what you think where you're flying all over the place so um in his jet boat he's in kind of like a cavity like a cubby in the front the seat is in the center and there's a platform it steps up and back so behind him is a platform where people can stand and sit there's 
bars, <laughs> like actual metal bars. Um, and so she was standing on the platform looking over the top, which is what most people would be doing um, because it's beautiful and you can see beautiful things and <laughs> you, you want to see what's going on. So she's standing up there. When he hit this rock, he hit a massive rock that he did not see. I'll explain more in a second, but my sister who was looking bit the front bar of this this rail she's holding on to. So he hits the rock. She smashes her face off of this railing, this metal powder coat railing, and falls. And this is part of the reason why he shoots off to the side because not only has she been injured, the steering is bent on the jet boat. And if you don't have steering on a jet boat, you are a sitting duck, literally. You're in big trouble. So we pull up behind. There's no place to pull over because it's all rocks. So we just find a spot, start running towards this boat. And my sister is laying on the floor of the boat with like a napkin on her face. Her entire half of her front tooth is missing. And she's got a gouge from here to here, an inch and a half, where her teeth have come through her bottom lip and she is bleeding. I am, first feeling I have, I'm so freaking mad at this guy that my sister's hurt. I've only known this guy like a couple trips. And I mean, of course, my first instinct is to punch the shit out of this guy who just really injured my sister. But then reality kind of like comes back into my head a bit. And um, he essentially said that he he's never hit a rock like that ever, jet boating. The bottom of his boat, okay, had an indent one foot into uh, the bow of the boat. And luckily because his boat was extra reinforced because I guess he does more extreme shit with his boat, it didn't break through, but everything was like collapsed in and he said, Thank God that hit right in the middle because if it would have hit the side, it would have ripped the whole side of the boat off. I was like, what are we doing? Like, what are we doing here? Why are we doing this? <laughs> Why has this happened? My sister needs to get to a hospital. We have like an hour boat ride out of here if we make it because the, ri the river level is lowering and lowering every hour. It's so hot that every, every creek that's feeding this river is drying up and we have we don't have time for this so there they and he can't leave his boat because he doesn't want to come on ours because there'll be too many people it's too heavy to get out so we're kind of in this like nightmare situation my sister was such a trooper she was really upset about this obviously her tooth was chipped we, i didn't know that if she had jaw damage like upper jaw damage or her jaw you know but she could i said can you like move your jaw up and down and she could and we luckily had like a soft ice pack like one of the gel ones that was soft enough for her to be able to keep on her face and oh my god so it took forever to get the hell out of there and on the way out and it the worst part is not only is she unaware like she doesn't even know what she looks like what how bad the damage is she's in a lot of pain her tooth is chipped off so far that clearly like the nerve has to be exposed and so we're on our way out, but it's such a bumpy ride because the river's dropped like at that point, like six inches from one, and six inches is a lot. Like that's a lot of buffer between extra between you and the rocks, right? So every bump, every bump is like excruciating and it's one after the other. And it was really not a good situation. So anyway, we got back to shore. Buddy had to leave his boat on the shore because he hurt his back when they, like they hit the rock so hard that the guy in his front seat that has 
suspension has like a back injury from hitting this rock. That's how hard they hit. Another thing is the powder coat on top of the metal bar, there were chunks missing. Okay. My sister goes to the hospital. She gets in fairly quickly. She tells me afterward that they were flossing gauze through her open cut lip and the chunks of the powder coat came out of her lip. So I'm sorry for the, I should have done a trigger warning beforehand, but this is very gory, but this is, this is what happened over the weekend. She gets fixed up 10 stitches essentially, but the doctor did a special stitch all along the front to minimize scarring and then same type of stitching on the inside. But she had an x-ray, no actual facial damage, like besides bruising and stuff. And uh, they took an x-ray of her arm because her arm took a lot of the brunt too. And so luckily, because if her arm hadn't been there, maybe the injury would have been worse. And um, so anyway, it was, it was scary. It was like, oh my God, my sister just broke her face. Like this is insane. And, it, and she wasn't on our boat. She was with this guy and I felt even worse because she, you know, like you trust the people that you're with and no matter how good you think someone is at something, whether it's backcountry skiing, whether it's jet boating, whether it's any type of extreme thing, snowmobiling, shit can always hit the fan. It doesn't matter how good you are. Accidents still happen. You hear about a lot of professionals dying doing what they're doing because something went wrong. Not always is it their error, but a lot of times it's just a bad move. And uh, this guy who has been jet mode, like he's a vet, okay? He has multiple jet modes. This is what he does every weekend. Like we called him on the way down and he was like, let's go. Like this is what he does. And he said afterward, he said, I mean, he felt so bad. Like he literally felt, I mean, how, how can you not, right? Like we were just having a good time. It was such a great day, so much fun. And and that and shit just can go sideways and that's what happened and he felt so so bad but he you know no matter how expensive your boat is no matter how experienced you are there's still going to be shit and so he just didn't see this huge rock right in his path and he smoked it and then in fact when he hit the rock he goes launching like five feet out of the i don't i don't know apparently it's captured on my gopro <laughs> um we're gonna download the footage and then see if we can see any detail. Not that I want to, because I'm kind of traumatized. I haven't really been able to sleep that well <laughs> since this whole thing, um, but we'll be able to kind of see what really happened. But apparently after they hit the first rock, they launched and then they piled into a bunch of other rocks. So they were, they were, it was like Plinko in there. It was, they were just, and I don't mean to poke fun at it, but you know, and you're so disoriented and you think like after an accident, you've, you everything stops. No, when you're on a river, you hit something and you, you're already injured and you're like, what the fuck? And you're hitting more shit because you're just you're at the mercy of mother nature at this point there's no stopping to be able to check if you're all right you just gotta hang the frick on so anyway boat eventually made its way out i won't get into all those like unnecessary details but uh so i'm thinking that like she's gonna want to go home drive all the way back to where she lives and um but my sister if anybody rallies on the planet it's my sister <laughs> she she was determined to come to Kelowna because we were still, that was still in the works. And uh, we had rented a boat to go uh, like the two days later. So to, to go wake surfing. And she was really excited about being able to wake surf this year because last summer she couldn't 
because she had piercings. She couldn't get any like lake water in her piercings. So she's like, oh, next summer, next summer. We're about to go. Boom, this happens. She can't go in the water again. So she's super bummed, but um, really in good spirits. And that the next day we wound up going, cause I was like, oh, she's not gonna wanna go for dinner or anything. Like her tooth is chipped. She's got like bandages. Um, but the next morning we got in to see, or we got her in to see, I, um, I shouldn't say we got her to see. She got herself into a dentist that, it's like an emergency. Well, I don't think it's an emergency dental place, but she expressed that it was an emergency. I also expressed she had like a fresh wound inside and outside, but they said, no problem, just come in, we'll fix your tooth. So she got it fixed right away. So that was like, oh, best case scenario. Went out for dinner that night and then we went boating all next day. And uh, she was just amazing. And I mean, I love my sister so much and I've always known this about her, but it worked out great. We still had a great weekend and everything worked out okay uh but it's funny because when i was when we were kids um we had a couple nicknames and i think it was just mom that gave us these nicknames but i was the ketchup queen <laughs> and my sister was the owie queen and she she has had some gnarly wipeouts and that's something that i have i'm very different but she also takes way more risks than i do or ever did she's the first to grip down the rock slippery rock water slide when you don't know what the hell <laughs> the water's murky you don't know what the hell you're going into like she's she'll do it um and i will always be the first to try something and for me i've always been the second <laughs> if we were together <laughs> so um She's had like crazy bicycle accidents and she skateboards and I was with her when she fell and like fell on a skateboard and her the bruise on her thigh was literally the size of a dinner plate. It was absolutely unbelievable. Anyway, so she's definitely more accident prone, but I think because she's braver and you're just getting wipe out more. Not that this had anything to do with her. This is a total accident. Like she, it was totally out of her control, but Hey, cause it could have happened if I, if I'd swap boats and I was in his boat and whatever, like Frick, would I have rallied and, um, continued on maybe, but probably not. <laughs> I'd be like, I don't know. She's just brave as hell. And so that's what happened. So you know how in certain cities, maybe your city has it, maybe you've never seen it before in your entire life, but there's an app you can download and you can rent scooters around the city and get from A to B. I've done this in Calgary and Kelowna also has them. They also rent, uh, you can also get bicycles. So you use the app to unlock it and then it tracks how much you've used it on the app and then charges you after your ride. It's fairly cheap, but also not super cheap. So if you were just relying on scooters to get around, you're still gonna be paying between five to $10 per ride, okay? Could be cheaper than an Uber, a little less convenient, more fun, 100%. Um, but we went ripping around on scooters. <laughs> Oh, the night we got to Kelowna and um, I was definitely very uh, wary of my sister being on a scooter because I'm thinking <laughs> we can't afford any more wipeouts, but she was gung-ho and uh, we went ripping all around. It's just a really fun thing to do, especially along Lakeshore Drive, like right along the water because you're not, you're supposed to avoid um, sidewalks, but apparently the pathways along the river don't count. So because uh, if you're on a sidewalk on these things, it goes into turtle mode, which means you can only go so fast. So it kind of like punishes you for not listening kind of thing. <laughs> and it sends off an alarm. It's like, beep, beep, step away from the sidewalk. Uh, but anyway, that was also really fun. Summer nights, man. And, you know, it could have been better if my sister wasn't injured, but like ripping around on scooters on a hot summer night. Super fun. 
Another thing is, um, this is just, again, another thing that happened to me. (laughs) The day that my sister was leaving, um, this is just a couple days ago, we were having a conversation or whatever, just talking about stuff. And then my left hand started to tingle like it was falling asleep, but I hadn't been in any weird position or anything like that. Just doing my normal thing. The tingling started to get intense and then it really started to go numb my hand. So I was thinking like, is it my hypotension? Like my low blood pressure? Because I told my sister, I was like, my left hand is tingling right now. Um, And then I was like, well, it's probably just hypotension or I'm like, whatever, like I'm I'm fine. And I was doing kind of some exercises and, and it started to feel like it was getting better. But then the left side of my gums up top and the side of my tongue started to go numb too. And I was like, oh shit, am I having a stroke? That's my first thought. And then I started getting kind of a piercing headache on this side of my head up here. And not even, not, I shouldn't say piercing. It wasn't like an ice pick or anything. It was just started to develop quite quickly. And then I was like, oh, I think I'm having a migraine. But this is the first migraine I've ever had. I've only had two previous to this that I haven't had an aura or seen some sort of something like where my vision gets funny um, because with ocular migraines, because there's retinal migraines where you see it with both eyes and, and ocular where you see it with one. Um, and so both times before I'd had a bit of a warning of I've, I've had vision problems, but this time I had nothing to like no vision problems. It just came on as numbness and like tingling. And so I, cause I took my blood pressure, totally normal. Uh, definitely not hypotension (laughs) and, um, but I know I have these migraines, uh, a part of an indicator for me is that after a little while, if I cough or sneeze, I feel an instant sharp pain in the side of my brain, like right here. So that's what that was, but it's the first time I've had it. Like it was quite mild, very short. Um, and yeah, it wasn't a huge deal. And in fact, the previous times that I've had migraines, the first one was the worst. And that's where I wound up losing my sense of taste for spicy food a bit. And I can taste it a little bit on the sides. I can feel the spice on the sides of my tongue, but not the top of my tongue. Still is that way. Um, the second one that I had, my the vision in my right eye got a little worse. And uh, I ta- I ca- finally talked to the doctor and um, I shouldn't say finally, but discussed it and said, look, I think I might be having like mini strokes or something because I'm, it's not just a migraine that I'm like, I'm affected forever after these. Right. So, uh, this time worried me because I was like, what am I going to lose this time? Like, am I, is my vision going to get worse or like, am I going to lose my sense of smell or, you know, I don't know, but it was very short lived. And typically with the other migraines, I've been extremely exhausted for like days after the migraine, but I felt great. So I'm like, maybe cause they get milder and milder. Maybe they'll just phase themselves out. And I, won't even know that they're happening or because I've never had migraines like until four years ago when I had my first one, maybe not even four years, three years ago. Uh, So it's sort of a random thing. And but hey, it worked out better for me. Oh, yeah. I was going to say with my migraine situation last time when I talked to the doctor where I lost part of my vision, I shouldn't say lost part of my vision. It just got worse like overnight. And I didn't notice it right away, but it was like the next day and I was like, ooh, damn it. Um, 
I also went to the optometrist, had my eyes checked. There's no issue. Like there's no tumor behind my brain, like in my brain or something. That's, I mean, they can't really tell. <laughs> there might be, but <laughs> they, they couldn't see anything that was degenerative or whatever. Just everything looked pretty normal. The doctor ordered me to get a CAT scan, like a CT scan. But I was like, ooh, those are really not good for you. Like not good for your brain or your head in any way. And um, unless you really, really, really need one, they kind of recommend not getting one. And I thought, what if I go and get a CT scan, like a CAT scan, and they find nothing? And then when my entire future, I'll be thinking, oh, yeah, I got a weird headache. Like, do I have a brain tumor from this freaking CAT scan that I got 20 years ago? You know, so anyway, I just <laughs> I'm in this place where my Oma sister suffered from mini strokes. She had a series of mini strokes throughout her life, but still functioned and was OK, I guess, really until until the end. And because it runs in my family, I've, I'm a little worried that that's what's actually going on with me because of the issues I'm having after. But I've also read that when you do have certain migraines, um, like a friend of mine said, his grandma had migraines and she completely lost her sense of smell over the years of having migraines. So I'm like, you know, you could read up on any, on these things, but I just it's hard because you can find anything you're looking for online if you're like suspect that you have like some sort of tumor in your arm you and you type in all the symptoms you could find the article that says you have a tumor in your arm so it's like yeah it's really a, a bottomless pit and not one that I really want to kind of dive down so that's where I'm at right now <laughs> but like I said this last migraine it was fine I just nothing didn't last long and it kind of what triggered it I don't really know stress I think maybe stress because this whole situation with my sister really stressed me out maybe lack of sleep a bit and that kind of thing where I'm just like because trauma right trauma is a, a trigger stress is a trigger for migraine so I'm thinking that that's that might be what what did it it is 34 degrees outside and you know what's really sad is this nail injury actually that's not true I love to swim in my pool and I don't want to get any like pool water in my newly ripped off fingernail but I think if I put on a latex glove and just tape the hell out of it I think I'll be okay because I have to do that when I shower I think unless I just use the little finger condom but I really want like it to stay waterproof I just want it to dry out just want it to dry out so that I can put a little nail glue under there <laughs> just live my life but we'll just have to see what happens because I don't think it's coming off like completely. It's definitely on there still. And I'll be damned if I have no pinky nail. I could always like glue a fake one on or talk to my esthetician about it and say, look, <laughs> I have a career, okay, where I have to look good. <laughs> what can you do about this? And if she can't do anything, then I'm going to have to go to the city. Yeah, I'm kind of out of things to talk about, but I could just keep talking about random shit. This would be the shortest podcast in kitty liquor history, but um, uh, so I've got a wedding to go to in September and I've kind of used this wedding as an excuse to buy really expensive dresses. <laughs> okay. So I have bought, and, and the point is to find a dress that I'll be comfortable in, in the wedding and find shoes that I'll be comfortable in because it's, it's a really dear friend and um, I'm planning on having a really fun time. Uh, but I also want to look really good and I don't get invited to many weddings. It's not that I don't get invited. I just, yeah, it's that I don't get invited. <laughs> I'm too much of a wild child, okay? They're like, I'd invite Kat, but then we need like security and... <laughs> No, I'm just joking. But as I get older and as I try more things on and I see the vastness of options out there, I 
don't really have nice dress pieces in my wardrobe. I have a lot of nice jackets, shirts, pants that I've, I've kind of built my closet around pieces that I've bought over the years. Dresses I wind up buying for work and I wind up buying cheap ones. It's like, oh, I spent $500 on 10 Fashion Nova dresses. I'm like, well, you know, like it's it's a little bit, I don't have any really kind of, I'm not saying that dresses have to be expensive to be nice, but there is something to be said for quality and longevity. Okay. Now I'm not saying I'm going to be the same size for many, many years. Uh, I kind of fluctuate up and down 10, 15 pounds, <laughs> mostly up, but you know, uh, some of these dresses that I have that I've purchased recently, I got five from Revolve, which is expensive, but Revolve carries a bunch of different types of brands. Whereas the other website that I bought from is called um, Reformation but they're their own brand. Um, I went online and onto YouTube and found a girl that bought a bunch of Reformation dresses and was trying them on in the video. Roughly the same size as me, but I was just curious about what she thought about the quality and things like that, because the reviews are really good, but how you cannot trust reviews on websites anymore. I can't tell you how many times I've gone on TripAdvisor and read the really positive reviews about like an Airbnb that I'm renting and it's just bullshit because you can pay to have the good reviews first. <laughs> and all the bad ones are way at the back. So anyway, same thing with websites. You cannot necessarily trust the five-star rating on their website because they're all, they're bumping the positive ratings and like, you know, all the bad ones get kicked to the back. And uh, yeah, the quality looked great. And so I ordered five, one, two, three, four, five dresses, six, I can't remember, but I'm going to make a YouTube video out of it because uh, these are so incredible and they fit me like a glove exactly what I wanted I think one of them I'm going to return but maybe I won't and I mean the problem is is these are like $600 dresses okay and I don't ever spend that kind of money on clothes um but I've tried them all on my sister came what was here and I was like oh my reformation dresses and then um she's like oh my god that's so cute oh that one fits so good and and then she went online she's like what these are $600 a piece <laughs> sorry like that <laughs> I just look for a good dress in my mind when I order that many dresses that are that expensive I'm going to keep one or two and send the rest back but <laughs> they're all really cute and I just I mean Christmas parties weddings birthday parties my own birthday party and just dressing up in general but there is one red dress you guys that fits me like a dream it's got this it's kind of mid-calf length, a bit longer, because I don't like things to cut me off at mid-calf because my calves are huge and it makes me look like I got like tree stump legs. Anyway, so, um, but the slit comes up so high in the front and it's just the sexiest red dress, but still classy because it's not a short red dress. It's like, um, it fits me perfectly up top. Ooh, and the problem is Revolve. Uh, from that website, I found a dress by uh, a designer called something Kate, Blooming Kate or something. Anyway, oh, it's got like boning structure here, strapless. It's got this kind of tuft of fabric on the left side that goes down to the ground, but it's actually a short dress. It's hard to describe, but I think I'm going to do a, a revolve haul as well. The problem with the Reformation dresses is that I need a second hand because <laughs> um, three of the dresses have the little buttons with the loops you know like the ones where it's the buttons that stick out and then you gotta wrap the loops around it but they're not stretchy at all so i'm like i'm gonna have to hire one of my friends to come over and just help me get dressed um and maybe 
it'll inspire me to try them on outside of my studio because dresses are kind of something you want to see more and more flowy light and I don't know maybe I'll run around in the grass but I do want to try them on with shoes anyway I'm still thinking about it but uh there is one dress for sure that I'm returning but now I have like nine dresses that I love that I'm like oh well <laughs> I guess I'm just gonna have to invite myself to some more parties and you know do things that way do you use a lot of emojis when you text I am an emoji freak and I actually feel uncomfortable because I use emojis so often that when I'm typing like a quick text that I got to get out quickly or I'm in the middle of something I will spend an extra 30 seconds finding the right emoji for the conversation this is out of control because some people are really annoyed by emojis they think that it's lame or whatever if you understand me and my personality you understand why i use emojis it's like an extra little bit to help kind of give your message context sometimes you know you could be like say f off but with a smiley face it's not offensive <laughs> so i just think that um some people are emoji people and some people aren't. If I receive a text with a ton of emojis, I'm not offended by it. But I could see how it would be annoying to somebody who is not an emoji user to receive them all the time. Um, but does it offend you? Like, I don't see why it would because you're you're on the receiving end of a message. And unless the emoji is the middle finger like 10 times in a row, why would you be offended by it? Like, I don't get it. We're communicating here. It's like how I throw a random unnecessary laugh five times in a normal conversation. It's just who I am. <laughs> like, I didn't have to laugh there, but I did. Um, so yeah, and then I also feel silly talking to certain types of people that are maybe a little bit more serious. Sending an emoji, like I'll just do a regular text smiley face, like the colon and then the bracket, you know, because it's kind of still gives a friendly smile without being over the top. <laughs> do I think too much about this, this kind of stuff? Um, but no, I think it's, why not? I like using emojis. And if you were my friend and I was texting you, you'd get a lot of them. And it also helps me get my excitement out. Like if we have a planned trip, tropical or something, finding the palm tree emoji in the little sailboat. Anyway, whatever. <laughs> um, so today's podcast was a little bit different. Let me know your thoughts. If you prefer an unstructured podcast where I just talk about random shit, which I pretty much do all the time anyway, but normally I have like a few segments, right? So uh, let me know if I had lipstick on my teeth the entire time. I don't think I did. Uh, and like this video if you enjoyed it. Also subscribe if you have not subscribed already. I do a lot of try-ons and blah, 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 blah. That's it. That's another, <laughs> that's another way to describe my shit. Blah, blah, blah. Um, and I, like I said, I apologize for not getting that message out last week, but in the future, if I'm going to be skipping a podcast, uh, then I'll let you guys know beforehand. Uh, I'll make sure that the message goes through. Lesson learned. Thank you all so much for tuning in. Pray for my pinky finger that it heals soon and doesn't cause me too much trouble um i hope your fingernails are all okay out there i hope you're having an amazing week i hope you had an amazing week and that you have an amazing weekend because it is friday Woo! and i'll see you all in my next video